Hey, Grand Rising, and welcome back to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut. As always, we're here to explore our inner universe and shining a light of love and acceptance with planetary alignment. We do that with mindful guided meditations, yoga, and wellness. This episode today is with Paige Gaines. She is of 911 St. Jane, founder and CEO, and her business is all about mental health coaching and working with bipolar disorder. Uh, Paige herself actually comes from a background with bipolar disorder, and she has a personal attachment with how to grow and be a better version of yourself in that space. So take some time to listen to this episode. You can find her information into the show notes. And and as always, if you have any questions or concerns for me, just reach out to Only Black Cosmonaut on Instagram. Look to support the podcast over on anchor.fm or just leave a show note here at... um, Apple iTunes, so many platforms. Great. (laughs) Thank you so much. Let's get to this episode. Okay. So really and truly, my first question, um, even though you are about mental health and it's 9-11 St. Jane, I want to take it back a step and just why? Why 9-11 St. Jane, 911 St. Jane, and why, why you? Why mental health? Absolutely. So I've been living with mental health challenges since I was about 10 years old. And um, from the age of 10 to 12, I really was in a deep depression and isolation and started to have suicidal ideation. So my first suicide attempt, I was 12. Mm. And I just remember being that young Black girl feeling as if I didn't have a voice because I grew up in a two-parent household and everything was taken care of. So it's just like I had no real reason to be sad. So to fast forward a little bit, at the age of 22, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And going through that entire situation, I really recognized there were no resources for us. I was in a hospital and nobody looked like me. Um, I came out of the hospital. My doctors didn't look like me and my parents didn't really know what to do. So we were just in a very difficult situation to where I knew that I was going to use my story to basically become a resource as best as I could. So that's been my hustle. That's in my game. I'm just sharing my story, sharing my understanding and my knowledge and my experience and um, really using it to help those that are in need. That's wonderful. That's really good. That it also sounds like a lot of work, you know, and I've I would love to kind of get a strong understanding or even a better understanding of from the age of 10 and maybe upwards, because, you know, you were saying that you were in a healthy household or what was felt to be so, and there was really no reason to be sad and, you know, kind of fast forward into being diagnosed. What was your um, friendship like, or what were your friends like, or your environment around you? Did you, did your friends notice you being bipolar or what kind of brought in the space of the diagnosis? So I actually, it's funny, um, going back and looking at it now, now that we have the language and the education, Mm -hmm. people are like, oh, wow, that's what that was. That was your anxiety. I didn't know. Or that was your depression. I didn't know what to call it because we were kids and even being teenagers um, at that point in time, we weren't talking about mental health, especially not the way that we're doing it now. So um, just to answer that question, it really was just about not having the language. My family Mm. wasn't aware that isolation could lead to suicidal ideation or it could lead Mm. to a suicide attempt or that it was a major symptom of depression. Um, It was just seen as 
that's our flower baby. She's just a little emotional and, mm. you know, like she's just a teenager. So it's easy to brush those things off as she's a teenager. She's a girl. She's going through some things and that's mm-hmm. it. But um, it was bigger than that. And that's the energy I wanted to point to just it being brushed off as a normal way of living. And it's not, you know, now that you, we've, like you said, now that we have the language to talk about it and even the space to be open to introduce the conversation, because that's one thing I feel we're still in fear of is having the conversation. We're building a lot of um, concepts around how to have the conversation, but we have yet to really get to it. And it takes time. It's definitely a healing process. And why I asked what was your environment like or your friends, it's because um, I think people are still, I I know for sure, people are still kind of experiencing life in a normal way, but it's not. So if they were a social butterfly at one point, and then let's say a parent left, and then all of a sudden they didn't become so social anymore. And because in the typical sense, the mom gets busy with the kids now she doesn't notice how her child is a little bit more or different and how that's leading to for them to dress different or act different and those habits grow up right and the person grows up so i just wanted to really get a strong you know get an idea of because what you're doing right now is really monumental and a lot of us are afraid to step up and step forward we can definitely talk when the environment's there or feel it's okay to talk with friends but it's not okay to talk with your friend about mental health. They're not, they're not a psychologist, you know, and and it's not their job. Um, It's more so not even a job. It's, it's a way of life. So all these, the the things that I think of it, like is really what I'd love to get from you too. Like what are um, now that you're here with the business, what is 911 St. James? Tell me more about that, please. Absolutely. So 911 St. Jane is simple. It's me, it's my story, and it's everybody else who has a story that's been untold. So mm-hmm. St. Jane, I really picked for Jane. I never thought I'd live past the age of 25. Um, mm-hmm. I was living such a lifestyle and I was so sick that I was self-medicating a lot. Um, I just was, it was very dangerous to be very mm-hmm. truthful. And so I always thought my parents would eventually find me in a body bag and an unknown Mm -hmm. story, and they would never know how I got to where I got to. So that's where Jane came from as far as like a Jane Doe. And then Sane came from like, I fight for my sanity. Like I work really Mm -hmm. hard to be in a stable, happy, um, humble, full place in my life. So Sane Jane is, that's simply where it came from. So as of now, I'm the representation of all the untold stories. Mm-hmm. So you stand on the, the shoulders of giants as much as you support those yeah. who may not have a voice. No, that's powerful. Again, I can tell, I can feel it. I didn't need much, <laughs> you know, because when you're in the process and you're doing the work, it shows. Um, yeah. I know that we're in a social media space with our life where we're kind of using that to define us. Um, which pros and cons is, you know, if you have a mission, it's a pro because you can become that and, you know, develop it and share it. Um, the one con would be that if you don't have a self identity and you're kind of using social media to identify who you are, um, the unhealthy practices that can offer. So knowing that your brand and your focus, I found you on social media. How do you feel about that with mental health and how do you even approach that? Do you, um, 
you say you speak for them, but do you offer any services or classes? I saw you on the news recently. It's like, yes, I was like on the news. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, you, um, so, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you're fine. I, um, I actually do one-on-one coaching. So I do peer services, which allows me to use my lived experience to help other individuals just work through their daily challenges. So asking that question, what does your anxiety look like? What are your triggers looking like? How can we work through those coping skills? So that's something that I do. I work one-on-one with people. I love that. In addition to that, I also hold workshops to where, again, I share my lived experience, but I break down the basics of what mental health is. So it's just like mental health one-on-one, very simple. Um, I like to compare it to our physical health. Whatever we put in our body is what's going to come out. So whatever's Mm -hmm. been put into our brain is what's going to come out. So if we've experienced trauma, eventually it's going to show in our behavior. Eventually it's going to show in our relationships. So um, that's a little bit about the workshops. And then in addition to that, I do a lot of speaking engagement. So I do about three services, if you want to say. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's weird to call it that, but um, I yeah. have three aspects of how I help people. Yeah. Well, the, only, the one reason I ask is that I come from a mindfulness and movement space. My podcast is about that and it is about mental health, but I put it under the umbrella of wellness. And it is, it does have a yoga base in it. And I did talk about the idea of the mind body versus the, uh, the head body. And I do hear, um, I hear similarities because of my, you know, approach to the knowledge, but do you feel, um, there is a separation with the mind and body when it comes to mental health? I kind of hear you said, you know, you will do traumatic things will happen and, we might want to forget about it, but we get around the person or get around the situation again, and we just start shaking for no reason. You know, that's a trigger, you know, and that's a sign. Um, And we don't need to self-medicate to resolve it. But I guess my question is, do you think there is a separation there when it comes to mental health? And like, how do you approach that or talk to that? So I believe that, um, gosh, the brain is a powerful thing. I'll say that first of all. Um, It loves to protect us. It loves to take care of us. It really is connected to our emotions. So I believe there's a major connection. Um, Even talking about young kids, a lot of their symptoms of their anxiety are more so physical. So they'll have stomach aches, they'll have headaches. They just will have these physical symptoms to where it looks like they may not wanna take their test, but they're actually experiencing really bad anxiety or depression. Um, So Mm -hmm. I do believe that there is a connection because there has to be, we're all together, we're all as one. And, um, but they're different, um, they have their differences and so forth, but I believe it is all connected. We just have to be able to create that balance between yeah. all the, yeah, it's really about the balance. Quality. Some of the balance yeah. look like me for the body is movement, you know, just <laughs> move, stop, you know, and then for the mind talking about it or just letting it out or um, being with it. You know, um, I don't know, did you said it wasn't, there wasn't really a space growing up for mental health. And now that you have the brand and the focus in the business, it's really important for children and in schools, but where does it all, where does it all start at home? How could someone be at home and check themselves for their mental health before they actually go to someone, you know, maybe they're afraid to seek help. How can they start self healthy self-medication um simple things journaling it's so Mm. simple you can go to any therapist you can pay them 
$20 or $200, they're all going to tell you to journal. Um, that is the healthiest coping skill that's better than actual therapy, if you ask me, because you're getting <laughs> everything that's in your mind onto paper and you're actually processing what's going on. There's a connection between your hand and your brain. And when you start writing and it all comes out, there's this sense of relief. So I'm a huge advocate for writing. I love it. Um, I used to write as a kid a lot and then I stopped because it just became difficult, like kind of reliving certain trauma and things like that. So I was like, I'm not going to do this. But as I got older, I recognized how powerful it was and how um, mm. empowering it was to just have my thoughts on paper and not have a response and not have anybody say, no, that's not right. Or you should feel this way. Um, so starting off with just like a bullet list of feelings, maybe, or mm. starting off with what you want your day to look like. It doesn't have mm. to be an essay. It doesn't have to be grammatically correct. It's your space to do whatever you want to do. So I write a lot and then I meditate a lot. So, which I'm mm. sure you can understand. It's such Sorry. a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's I amazing. get excited for meditation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it changed everything for me. Um, it definitely helped with my anxiety. It basically mm. removed my anxiety. Honestly, Positive. I became an, um, I started off with like three minutes a day and then I moved up and then within a year I could meditate without guidance probably for like 30 to 40 minutes and it was just like oh yes let's <laughs> take a breath for meditation yeah it's gonna take a second for meditation you're lovely we love you thank you so much um yeah. wow oh so that ha has me thinking um I grew up on comic books so this might relate or not do you think you have a superpower? And if so, what would it be? Oh, goodness. Um, I think my superpower would be able to, um, is my empathy and being able mm -hmm. to relate and be with somebody um, in that moment while being removed and not being completely, you know, mm -hmm. like this is about me. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I think that is my superpower is being able to be with an individual in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you think that comes from just learning how to be with yourself over time due to that bipolarness or like I'm, I'm only speaking because I can half relate. You know, I grew up in a what I felt was a dynamic environment that allowed me to play different characters just to save myself. And whether mm -hmm. or not I was bipolar, I don't know. I mean, I, I never went to find out, but it never affected my reality enough for me to seek it but I could agree with a lot of the symptoms or the examples. You know, I even have a good friend that's that way. And I was the only one that was able to see it and be there with him yeah. out of like all his friends. And so that's powerful. I mean, oh, so what's your family life like? You care to share anything about that? You know, like sure. what's, what's the empathy superpower mom maybe or wife doing or, you know, what's that like? Um. So I'm not married. I'm in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not married. Positive, <laughs> not yet, positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not yet, not yet. But um, I believe I get a lot of it from my mother and my father. They're both just very giving and loving individuals. I grew up just in a household of where we're always going to give back, whether that be our time, whether that be financially, whatever it may be, we're going to give back. That's our duty. That's what we're here for. We're here to love. So I grew up built off of love. And I definitely believe that that plays a role in where I am today. Did I know it at the time? No. But now that I'm 30, I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Now I understand yeah. 
why I'm able to do this and I'm able to maneuver that way. So my family is beautiful. They're so supportive. Um, they go with me to every event that I have. They actually do their own speaking engagements. So I've made it a family business. I pulled them into this. Um, <laughs> but I love them for that because I've kind of put all of our story on the table because it wasn't just me. Um, mm -hmm. It was our entire family and it's a family diagnosis. So it was our story that I'm telling. So I'm very appreciative for them allowing me and supporting me and telling all of our stuff, like all of our, yeah. <laughs> all of our dirty laundry, honestly, um, knowing that it's for the better. So I, I love them. They're the best support system I could ask for. Do you um, read any uh, leadership books or self-help books or what's your uh, literally like, literal, what's your reading like, reading life like? <laughs> so actually one of my favorite books that changed my life was um, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Myers. Mm. And it was just very powerful because for me, my spirituality was a challenge. Um, for a while, I was like, why do I have this diagnosis? Why are you doing this to me? Why is this a punishment? And then once I started reading this book, it separated my mental health diagnosis from my spiritual space and my faith. Mm. And it just really um, made things make sense. And it was just simple as you have this diagnosis, but you are capable of healing yourself to where you're not as triggered as you would be if you weren't healed. So walking through those steps and walking through my faith just genuinely allowed me to heal a lot of wounds, um, a lot of deep rooted wounds to where I wouldn't be triggered if I was around somebody that may have done something or I wouldn't be triggered if I heard a certain noise or anything like that, anything that was really mm -hmm. harmful to me. Um, it just gave me the strength and the comfort to know that it was okay to not really be okay, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but it was very ABC. It was very simple. And it just simplified things for me. And I like simple things because my brain <laughs> is pretty chaotic. So I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like that was so simple, but this makes sense. So I recall reading um, a chapter a day and writing about it every time I read a chapter in my journal, mm. just so I could process it and apply it and practice it during my day and meditate on it. So I would really read and eat off of it for my entire day. So that book definitely changed my life. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. So, but I am in search of a new book. So if you have mm. any suggestions, just shoot that in my DM. I would love that. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll even recommend it now. I just picked it up the other day, uh, Yoga Mind. Um, oh, wow. It's by Susan, I pronounced it uh, Cologne, C-O-L-O-N, but there's like an apostrophe over the O, Yoga Mind. It's a journey beyond the physical. It's a, I mean, it's a 30 days to enhance your practice and like kind of revolutionize. Why I like the book, real quick, shout out to Susan, plug, is that it doesn't really have a yoga approach. It more has a um, lifestyle approach to it. Mm -hmm. And it kind of resonates a little bit with what I'm understanding how you are. You know, a lot of your mental health work is about living it. You mentioned how you look to stand and speak for those who can't and those who have come before to continue that message. That's not only hard, that's also very empowering, right? Like when you, it, it could be your purpose, you could wake up in the morning and knowing that I'm doing this because A, it's helping me, but B, it helps, period. And yes. anybody it touches, it just like 
resonates with them. So like, that's your, that's your recharge on it. And your why maybe could become like how much more it could be effective. And so her book really kind of blends that for me and I continue to pick from it. Um, that one and the last one um, called Karma by Satguru. Uh, okay. He just just dropped the book the other day or maybe like last month. Still piecing through it, but very good book. Again, with mental health, I, just a real small plug. I was really afraid to, to be myself and I didn't know how to talk to anyone about it. So I really think that too was a, a vocabulary or a, a space no one knew how to talk to. You know, mm -hmm. maybe it was like, oh, you're just young and adolescent and that's how you grow up. But um, it's not. So I noticed too that representation is key. You have the merch, you know, yeah. um, the t-shirts. Is there, is there anything else that you, like this helps mental health to know that I've got one of your shirts on, you know, and the shirts that's promoting it. And you mentioned journaling and meditation and possibly even walking and things like that. Give me maybe a small example of how someone can go about their day and be sane and be a sane Jane. Absolutely. So waking <laughs> up and leaving that phone in that bed, don't touch your phone. Do not like whatever you put your brain, whatever you put in your brain as soon as you wake up is definitely going to impact the remaining of your day. So mm -hmm. when we go to sleep, we're resting, right? And we wake up and we're fresh. Like we should be refreshed. We should have had a great night's sleep. If you don't sleep with your TV on, that's another thing. So um, having a fresh brain is really just like having that first meal of the day. What are you going to put in there to feed yourself to get you through your day, whether it be to read, whether it be to write or meditate, um, any of those three things, listening to a good positive podcast, um, bringing something in that's healthy, just really, really, really that's going to allow you to um, power through your day and put that mindset of I'm capable of this. I may have my challenges, but I'm in the space and I'm self-aware. Mm -hmm. uh, this is how I can interact with other individuals today. So that's how I stay sane. And I carry that throughout my entire day. So starting that morning off correctly, um, exercising in the morning, mm -hmm. I've I actually do all of them. So, but that's been a process. <laughs> okay. It started off with just writing and then I added in the reading and the meditation and now the exercise, but how you start your day will definitely impact how you go through the remainder. Um, but even further than that, allowing yourself to have your feelings and allowing yourself to be human and staying present and being in that moment. I know it's very challenging for us to stay present, which is why it's important for us to meditate. But the power of being present, if we go too far in the future, um, we can get anxious, right? Mm -hmm. And if we mm -hmm. go too far in our past, we can become depressed. So staying within that present moment is just so powerful because you practice gratitude and you're just in the space of, you know what, I'm okay right now. And if I'm not, this is a moment and I can get past it. So really practicing that mindfulness is how I also get through my day. And then at the end, I get great sleep. I go to bed at 10 o'clock. <laughs> my phone goes on do not disturb at 10 o'clock. Mm. Um, what I put in my brain before I go to bed is important. So I don't watch TV. Before I go to bed, I don't sleep with my TV on. Um, yeah, so what I wake up with and what I go to bed with, I want it to be something that's positive and something that I choose to put into my brain. 
Yeah, and it sounds like you have a lot of physical realities to represent it, whether it be the journal, the meditation space, the idea of just taking time throughout the day. Um, I, I definitely can resonate and relate to that, um, even as a teacher or just an individual. Um, for the last bit of time that we do have here, and again, thank yeah. you so much. Um, I had like a rapid fire questionnaire to you. I had a sure. few, but maybe I'll just ask like, a couple. So uh, tea or coffee? Oh, I'm weaning myself off of coffee, hence my tea. <laughs> so I'm an advocate for tea, um, but I am, I go back and forth. I went a year without coffee and then I was like, it smells so good. And I had a sip and then I've been back on it, but now I'm like, <laughs> <over the top. laughs> so I'm back okay. on my tea kick. So tea. Okay. Uh, the sea or the mountains? And I know you can have the mountains of the ocean, but bear the with sea. me. The sea, okay. Yeah. Um, and more in relation to the weather again, hot or cold? Medium. Medium, okay. So you yeah, wouldn't want like to live in a completely about... hot place. Go ahead. Yeah, I um. You want to yeah, see the seasons. like right in the middle, right in okay. the middle. Okay, all right. And you kind of already answered this. You seem to be a morning person. You know, you'll wake up early. Um, do you have a set time you wake up every time you go to bed at 10? Is there a set time you wake up? Is that part of the mental health practice as well? Absolutely. Seven o'clock. So bed at mm. 10, up at seven. Um, awesome. I may not be doing everything I'm supposed to do at seven, but <laughs> I'm awake at seven, um, like clockwork. And again, that took practice and consistency to where my brain now, like I was at a girlfriend of mine, it was her birthday. and it dinner ran over. So we were there at like 1030. And I was like nodding at the table, like happy mm. birthday, trying to stay awake. <laughs> Your body's and, like, hey, 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 buddy. Hey, girl, I will knock you out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm like, I am sleepy. So, um, you know, just sticking with it and making it consistent. Mm. That's my biggest thing. Awesome, Paige. Thank you once again, Paige of 911 St. Jane Incorporated. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for blessing Only Black Cosmonaut podcast and giving us a detailed um, kind of outline of your life and why you do this. I think, again, it's so important that we're able to connect who we are to what we do and how that resonates into our being. And it starts from for me from the top down, you know, Absolutely. and your whole body is as well as you, there's a mind within your feet. It's the first thing. It's the first mm -hmm. mind. So all in all, Paige, thank you so much once again. Um, for everything you do and for talking with me here on mental health. And I continue to support and follow everything you do. I leave all your links and comments in the show notes and in the comments of this video for everyone to just get a more detailed structure of you. And if there's any last bit you'd like to say, please do, if not, you know. Um, thank you for having me, but for everybody that's listening and watching, mm -hmm. just stay present, stay mindful. Um, and stay grateful and keep going. Things get difficult, but just know that you're definitely not alone. We are here and life can get better. Life is beautiful. Yes. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you All again. Right, thank you. Hey, Grand Rising, and welcome to the podcast, Only Black Cosmonaut. On each and every episode, we look to explore our inner universe and shine a light of love and acceptance. My name is Howard Cosmonaut Palmer. I'm a self-care, meditation, and wellness advocate, and I do those conversations and I call it planetary alignment 
with guided meditation, mindfulness, and movement, I want to teach you too how to be cosmic. 